success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And I am excited to introduce you to this invincible one today. Lori Marini is a motivational coach who specializes in empowering women during their healing journey after a life crisis. She supports women who find themselves struggling with daily life struggles, goal setting, life accomplishments, weight and health related issues. She created the joy program to support her clients in moving past their circumstances and creating a joyful, fulfilled life. Oh my gosh, Lori, welcome to the She's Invincible podcast. We are so excited to have you with us today. Honestly, the honor is all mine. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. And joy. Oh, I could talk about joy all day long. My I, favorite. Love, I know. And I love yeah. what you're doing and I love how you're helping others to overcome and to, to be able to live this joy filled life no matter what. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about today about being invincible. So let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? Oh, I, you know, I love this question. I absolutely love it. So my story started over 20 years ago when I decided to become a PA. And I have spent my entire career servicing, you know, being of service for, for other people. I have supported people in their health journey and making sure that they're taken care of. Um, so I know a lot about cancer. I know a lot about um drug development. I know a lot about diseases, genetics, you name it. If it's a part of the cancer world, I know about it because I've studied it for a long time. And I then by accident found myself on the other side of the table where I was diagnosed with cancer. And in that moment for me, it was so traumatizing and I was so overwhelmed I didn't really know what to do, but I know I knew I had to do something fast. I knew I needed to pivot because the life that I had designed for myself was no longer serving me in my healing. So when you ask me what makes me invincible, it's first and foremost, seeing the facts, recognizing the what so is what I like to call it, the good and the bad of it, but recognizing that even though it's that way right now. I always look for the secret passageway. In other words, I look for the exit left strategy that's still going to be empowering, that's not going to make me feel like I am succumbing to anything that keeps me moving forward in life. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So you were a PA. 
Mm-hmm. And you, you were, your expertise was it around cancer and cancer related studies. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So I worked in pathology. So I was boots on the ground, part of the diagnostic team. So when people get a biopsy, they get surgery done. I will literally get the samples. So I'm the person between your physician, your surgeon and the doctor who reads the slides. So we have to know just as much as the MDs do about what we're doing. Otherwise, we're going to misdiagnose the patient. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) So so part of what I dealt with that people may not, they mean people, what does that mean? So imagine that you know everything about a topic. And so in my life, people come to me and ask me, hey, you know, my foot hurts. What do you think that might be? And we go through all the symptoms and we talk about it. And I gauge how much do they really want to know? Do you want me to tell you that it might be gangrene or do you want me to tell you that you're fine? Right. Right. And for me, I didn't have the ability to filter my own thoughts. So I knew the good of what could possibly happen. And I knew the worst case scenario of what could happen for myself. And it was one of those things I really needed to steady myself on my feet of like, I don't know how this is going to go, but you know what, whatever comes my way, we'll, we'll take care of it. And we'll just keep moving forward because there's a lot of life to live. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I think you're living your life that way too. And I love that about you is that, you know, that just is in the distance, but you're still focused and, and intentional about the way that you live your life uh, in spite of it, right. Or alongside of it, or it just is not the, the main focus of your life. And I love that. And I love what you're doing around this joy and, you know, just empowering other people because it, life can be hard. Uh, obviously, cancer is a serious and heavy thing, and it can take you out of your game if you're not on top of it. And so I imagine that's probably, um, and I'm, we're going to lead right into our topic, but I was going to say, I imagine that that's like the everyday exercise of keeping yourself together and on track so that you don't go off on one of those trails. So today we're talking about mindset, which I find so interesting um, because I'm sure it's that whole muscle of like the more you exercise it, the stronger it becomes, right? Absolutely. So let's jump into that now. Tell us a little bit about this mindset that you like to talk about. So life is always going to give you something that doesn't go according to plan, right? That's like the one guarantee outside of being born and dying in taxes. Like I want to add that one in there that, you know what, we all go through life thinking it's going to go exactly the way we plan and then it doesn't. And a lot of people are just stopped. They are, they don't know how to move forward. And when you're dealing with your own mortality, when you think about, oh my God, is this going to be the thing that takes me down? It's very easy, like you said, to go down that rabbit hole and not bring yourself back up. So the JOY program was created because of my belief that regardless of your circumstances, you need to find the good. And by developing that muscle, by looking for the bright side of things, by not staying in the negative of what's going on with you. So I'm not saying... Don't, don't face it, 
right? Be a realist, no problem. However, the empowerment comes when you know what you're dealing with and you still choose to live. So a lot of times what happens with people is they get so caught up in their circumstances. That's all they think about. And they ignore the rest of the beauty of the world that's going on around them that they no longer thrive. They're just, they're just in a shell. You know, sometimes people would call it a shell of a life where you're just going through the motions, but you're not allowing yourself to feel. So part of the joy program, ironically enough, is like, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel the negative feelings, but just don't live there. Let's create this life that empowers you regardless of what you're dealing with and truly has you fulfilled. And what the example that I have that's really great is my own. So I was living in an amazing city. I had my dream job. I'm in my dream city. I was living large, doing all the things that I knew that I wanted to do. I created that. And so once I got diagnosed with cancer, the environment that I was in no longer helped me. It didn't help that I was in a city with loud noises and it was cold and my body ached because of my treatment. So I knew that I needed to make a shift. So slowly but surely, I took steps along the way that got me back to being my joyful self. So now I find myself thriving in a completely different state. I always dreamed of palm trees. So of course, that was the first thing that I made happen. And I didn't, you know, I wanted to be of service to people without being in the hospital setting, working with metastatic cancer patients. I didn't want it to be in my face every day when I was healing. So then I created a new job for myself. I actually pitched my services to another company and I got hired. So I was able to create a new environment that supported me. Um, And then when that didn't serve me anymore, and when I realized that my true purpose in life was to support other people going through something similar, then I just started my own business, right? So part of the joy program, the way to really think about it is like recognizing who you are, what do you want for your life, and taking that bold step that even if it's a small step, taking that first step forward into creating that for yourself. So, you know, five, 10 days later, months later, years later, you can be very proud that you didn't sit idle and the shoulda, woulda, coulda's in life are not going to be one of your regrets. Mm, That's huge. That's huge. So, and, you know, I think, yeah, like I want to say, isn't that scary, (laughs) right? Like, isn't that scary living like that and up and leaving and changing and doing all these big things? And as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm thinking, well, dang, cancer's scary too, right? So like, what is, what, what is your threshold here? What is the, what is the level of scariness that you can handle? And how do you even juggle that or weigh that one against the other? So uh, do you mostly work with people with medic with medical problems like disease and things like that? You know, I work with all people because I feel that no matter what you're dealing with, if it's something that is tearing you down, if it's something that's not having you be your best self every day, regardless of whether or not it's a chronic illness or not, it's something that needs to be addressed so you could really keep living your best life. So I started this journey of mine focusing on um, cancer patients, people with chronic illness. 
but this program is really intended for everyone. Um, I still do have a podcast where I do focus on my um, fellow warriors. Um, however, this program is really meant for men and women, all shapes and sizes, regardless of what you're dealing with to really make your life be your best life. That's amazing. So what kind of tips can you give to our listeners? I mean, you know, what you say about like chronic illness, disease, <laughs> like there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of treatment, there's, you know, that is can be debilitating. So what are some of the tips that you have used for yourself that have worked that you share with others about this mindset about this? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you do it anyway, when you can't even get your thoughts together or put your feet on the floor? Like, how do you shift from that, that place uh, into this joyful place? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, honestly, first and foremost, you have to celebrate your wins. You have to, you know, if getting out of bed today and making your bed was the biggest thing that you did, then you know what? Celebrate yourself for that because that's one thing that you accomplished. And a lot of times in life, we think about what our past performances were. And when you go through something really traumatic, it's a reset button on your life. So sometimes what you were able, you know, I was a huge CrossFit person. I was proud of the fact that I was able to deadlift more than my body weight. I can't do that now. I'm proud of myself that I was able to do that, but I'm not going to beat myself up now that I went through what I went through. And now I'm not able to do that for myself anymore um, because I have some limitations, you know, from surgery and all that stuff. But so when you take an example like that, a lot of people are going to be like, but I used to do this. Yeah. And love yourself that you're able to do that. Now let's look for something that you can do now and keep yourself in the positive and moving forward now. So I'm always saying celebrate the small wins, even if it's just opening up a bottle of water. And for those of you who have ever gone through anything traumatic, you know, sometimes that twisting motion is not even available to you. Like, I'm just like, hallelujah. Thank you so much for letting me do this today. Um, and that just ties right into gratitude. You know, for me, gratitude is huge. Being grateful for what you have right now, for the people that are in your life, for the, the, the moments that you get to share. I'm not a very materialistic person, but I also believe that our surroundings are something to be grateful for. So if you have a roof over your head, if you're able to eat, if you're able to provide for other people, you know, starting from gratitude and having an abundant mindset go hand in hand. So the more that you're grateful for what you have, the more that you're going to come your way, like the law of attraction, right? Mm. So those are the two things that if you are struggling right now and you don't know where to start, be grateful for another day. Be grateful for what you have in your life right now and who you have in your life right now. And also, you know, give yourself kudos for just showing up in your life because it is so easy to just not even engage. Yeah, like that's how I think is like, it'd be easy just to hide, right? Yeah. I see people hide from things, you know, less than cancer, uh, you know, in my business. And so I, um, I, yeah, I just, I love, I love that your approach and it's like, it's working for you. You know, a lot of times people mm -hmm. say, well, what makes you the expert? Well, hello, I'm walking this journey, right? So you've had to do it. So tell me this, at what age were you diagnosed? 
I was diagnosed at 40. Okay. On my baseline mammogram. So those of you listening, you want to do anything for your fellow cancer people, go get screened because I am so clear that if I did not get my baseline mammogram when I got it, I would not be sitting here with you today. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I would love to see them make that age younger, you mm-hmm. know, because, because still like 40 is still super young and you're not even screening yet until that point. So yeah, so yeah. just a, a correction on that. So if you do have a family history, they have been screening people at 35. Yeah. But right. Yeah, I agree. It, there might even be a need for 30 because there's so many people even in as 20, 20 somethings that are now getting screen, uh, getting diagnosed. So I yeah, agree. it's, it's scary. It's really scary okay. because they're not even looking for it yet. And then here it is. Mm-hmm. So that's scary. So have you always, um, from the beginning of this journey, have you always had this mindset or what did you have to go through to really adopt this, to be like, all right, girl, like, you know, you got to figure something out here. Yeah. Um, so for me, I had one huge cry. Like I just let it all go, just completely fell to the floor, cried my brains out. And then when I was done with that, I'm like, okay, that's out. It's done, out of the way. And part of how this process works, if um, you know, there's good and bad to it. The way that the system is set up is that you go to doctor's appointments, doctor's appointments, doctor's appointments, do, you know, treatment, surgery, you go through all these motions. So you have a good three, four months of just doing. It's not until probably a year or maybe two years down the line that the emotional compartment comes up for you. So for me, I went through the motions. I knew what to expect because of my background, which is why I was like, I was still felt overwhelmed. And I'm like, if I feel this way, how the heck does anybody else get through it? Which is why I'm sitting here with you today. But um, so the good part is in the beginning, you're going through the motions. They're going to give you tons of appointments. They're going to tell you everything what to do. But your job in that is to show up and to make sure that you understand. If you do not understand what they're telling you, if you don't like what they're telling you, then it's your responsibility to be your own advocate, to ask the questions and get another opinion. And then once you get to a point where the physical component is handled, then your visits with your oncologist, with your surgeons, whatever, um, are going to be few and far in between. Then it's your responsibility to make sure that you get the care that you need for your mindset for your emotional baggage that's going to show up. It's going to show up for you one way or another. Um, So for me, I like to say how my journey went was that I just kind of went through the motions and I buried, 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 right? I didn't tell a lot of people what I was dealing with because I couldn't handle what I was dealing with Mm. that I ended up being, you know, an ostrich with my head in the sand, right? (laughs) Um, But I'm not telling people to do that. It was not the best thing for me. However, once I realized that that's what I was doing, that that's how I was managing, you know, my stress of everything, um, I then got real with myself of like, you cannot sustain this. You can't live this way. So I faced the truth. I faced my fears. I journaled a lot. I meditated a lot. I, I went and spoke to some professionals. I spoke to other people who had gone through something similar. I got myself into action and sometimes just sharing it, even with one person that you trust, um, makes 
all the difference. So for some of us having one conversation, we do okay. We say what we need to say and we move on. With other people, it might require a lot more. So you have to really gauge what support do you need and again, be an advocate and seek that out because people aren't going to come and find you. Um, mm. You need you need to let people know that you need support. Wow, that's such a good point too. So where do you recommend, like if someone's going through this right now and they're needing support, where would you say is the best place to start with that? So a lot of times they're going to be therapists, social workers. They're definitely going to be appointed to you by your care team. Um, I found that for me, when they were available, I didn't need them yet because I wasn't in that mindset yet that I needed the support. And then when I did need them, they weren't around. And so I had to seek some of them out. Um, and that's also why I became a coach because, you know, I, I don't claim to be a therapist, but I can be a kind ear to people. And having gone through something similar, I can really relate with what people are dealing with. So if a therapist isn't your thing, if a social worker isn't your thing, if a coach like myself isn't your thing, then find a friend or family, find somebody maybe who has gone through something similar. A lot of times we say, we don't want you to be part of this tribe because we don't want you to have an understanding of it. Um, and I think I speak for everybody that's heard those words. You have cancer. I think we all agree on that. Um, so there is a lot of support groups, even online through social media, that we're able to have an open conversation about what we're dealing with that maybe your spouse, your loved ones may not understand because they're too close. They love you so much that they don't want to see you suffer. They don't want to hear, you know, the pain that you're going through. So find somebody else that you could really be open with. Um, and there are resources available. So please seek out. And if you're not sure, please feel free to contact me. I'd be more than happy to, to point you in the right direction. I love that. So speaking about you and your journey, I, you know, I know you started this, this journey of your life as a PA and like that was your hopes and dreams. Um, now you've shifted. What would you say, how would you summarize how your perspective on life itself has changed mm -hmm. Uh, since since that diagnosis? Oh, I love this question. So I've always been an optimistic person until I'm not, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I always viewed life as a one day, you know? Okay, I'll get to it. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, okay. Um, I also didn't... So now I'm like, you know what? There's no time to waste. So I don't put anything... If I really want something... I'm going to make it happen sooner than later, right? I'm going to start the research, take the steps, keep it on the forefront, put it on my vision board, make sure that it's alive and real in my life. So I do accomplish it. I don't bury it away as like I used to. And then the other thing too, that's super important is that I listen to myself. I used to always doubt myself. I used to doubt my feelings. I used to doubt my thoughts. I used to just always kind of look to see if I got the world of agreement with whatever it is that I wanted to do. And now I just recognize that if I feel a certain way and I don't feel like doing something, or if I feel a certain way and I want to do something and whether or not I have somebody that wants to go along with me, I still do it anyways. Um, I don't stop because of other people. I, I don't do something 
that I really don't want to do because I feel peer pressured into it. I'm really just like, you know what? This is my time. I value my time. I value my feelings. I value my view on things. And before I wasn't so strong in that. I would allow other people to influence me um, sometimes away from my feelings. And then I would end up feeling completely anxious and not in alignment with who I am because I was doing things according to other people. Mm, wow. I, I would hope that we could all make that shift without a diagnosis, right? That oh, yeah. is, what a way to live your life, yeah. you know, to, because I, I, you're saying it and I'm feeling it. Like, I'm like, wow, how we are right. Persuaded by other people, by mm -hmm. their thoughts and their ideas and their opinions and their judgments and, and life is short, you know, and we're, mm -hmm. we're here to live our life, not the life they think we should live. Exactly. That, that is such great perspective. I love that. Well, you certainly are invincible and I would love to talk about your new, your book. So I want to mm. tell us about your book. So I'm in a compilation book of 16 women who have overcome adversity and created a life that they love beyond their circumstances. And it's called the women who boss up book. It's the second edition in the series and it's the lifestyle and um, wellness series. So there's 16 of us just sharing our hearts and what has happened to us, what our journey, where our journeys have brought us, but also how and how we overcame and what tools we used to now have an amazing life despite our circumstances. I love that. I love that. That's kind of the guide, right? It's the survival yeah. guide for others. And what about your podcast? So you mentioned you're still doing your podcast. Mm -hmm. And yes, so tell us oh, about that. Sorry. Yeah, yep. my, I, I got excited. <laughs> So the podcast started off as a way for other cancer warriors, I call us warriors, um, to share their story, to feel heard. Because like I said, a lot of times we just want somebody to really listen to us and that supports us in our healing. So it started with other people coming on and sharing their stories about their journey and their um, perspective about cancer and their diagnosis. And then it became caretakers and then it became professionals and then it became loved ones. So there is a, and there's a huge amount of, there are many, many stories for any of you out there that are dealing with some facet of that, that you may be able to relate to and get some value from people who are maybe a little further up the road from you, um, in this thing called cancer. So um, it is really inspiring. We have just some really amazing souls that come on and just share themselves. I love that. And what's the name of the podcast? It's called Conversations with Courageous Cancer Warriors. Oh, I love that. It tells exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening and you didn't catch that, just click the show notes and it'll be right there on the link to take you right to Lori's podcast. And Lori, tell us about a little bit more about the JOY program. So the JOY program is a container program. It's a monthly subscription where I provide um, my tools and, you know, examples. And I have guests on there that really just share golden nuggets for you to implement within your life. 
We also have a group session that we meet monthly. And you also have the opportunity to have one-on-one coaching with me through the program. That's amazing. That sounds like such a great support. And as you mentioned, you work with everyone, right? So it's not just people with disease. That's awesome. So let's tell our listeners where they can find you. So everything is available on my website, lauriemarini.com. I kept it simple, unlike my podcast name. And there's links to everything there. There's also um, my email. Please feel free to email me if you have any questions. Um, I personally respond to my own email. So I'd love to hear from you. I love that. That's awesome. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this, you now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. Well, thank you so much for sharing this and being here with us today. You know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners, we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs, and we're going to spotlight their expert zone of genius. And you have done that so well. Thank you for that. But we're not done because we also promise them that while we celebrate you and all of your 
beauty and your success and achievements and the great work that you're doing, we also pull back the curtain. We find that women are constantly comparing themselves. They see what you're doing. They're watching your joy and your achievement and they're listening and they think you're lucky. They think they have no idea the price you have to pay to live the life you live today. And so we find that it's the best thing to do is just pull back the curtain and share the stories, share the journey, celebrate the wins and be authentic about the obstacles and the struggles so that we can give these other listeners hope that the struggle is real, but that you can overcome it and it can be hard and there's nothing wrong with them. They think there's what's wrong with me uh, when it gets hard. And the truth is, it's just hard and you just have to figure it out. But if you quit, you'll never get there. But if you figure it out and you keep going, you win and you get to live the life of your dreams as well. So are you ready to jump in? Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, yes. So we're always going to start with the good. Of course, we got to sandwich this stuff. So let's tell our listeners a story about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far. Oh, the good comes from knowing that I'm not alone. So I have been a fiercely independent woman my entire life. Even as a small kid, I got it. I'll do it myself. I don't need anybody else. And when you, you know, I say that the universe always gives you whatever you need to put you exactly where you need to go. And for me, cancer was a hit on the head to making me realize I cannot go through this journey alone. So for me, the good that came from my journey so far is one, listening to myself, like I spoke of, but also then allowing people to contribute to me and my life and really creating a tribe of amazing, amazing souls that I, I know we can all count on each other and be there for each other. I love that. That's amazing. And I'm sure that's carried you through a lot of the days of the journey. And also what I want to add to that, because it has, sometimes your tribe is not going to be the people that you think it's going to be made up of. So stay open to whoever comes into your life and feel them feel their essence and whether or not they should be honored to be in your tribe. I love that. That's right. Not everyone's part of the tribe, right? Exactly. Oh, that's, that's amazing. And how I know you're so grateful for that, for those, that group of people and the support. And um, the next thing we need to talk about is the bad. So we'll <laughs> save the ugly for last, uh, but let's talk a, a little bit about the bad part of the journey. Oh, the bad part of the journey is, you know, I thought that I was set. I had my retirement job set up like I was good. I thought I did all the right things. I ate the right food. I exercised all the time. I, I got my checkups. I did everything I thought I did. And then I was still freaking here. How did I get diagnosed? How is it me? And so I allowed myself to be there for a little bit. Right. And then I just realized that I just can't live there. Um, so the ugly really is the self-doubt that you have. Well, the bad is really the self-doubt that comes up when bad things happen to you. We all, especially as women, we are always so quick to blame ourselves first. Like, what did I do wrong? 
what, why, why am I not good enough? Like, how is it not me? Right? Like, how did I not get spared? Um, that it, it can really be debilitating. Mm. It really takes, it really takes our, um, a blow to our ego. It, it really does not support our self-esteem at all. And that was really hard for me. Mm. Wow. Okay. Now we have to talk about the ugly. I know it's like, if it's not enough, right. But I mean, these are real things. This is, this is the the survival guide. This is what people need to hear. They need to know the truth because you make it look so easy, right? Uh, They don't see those struggles. So unless we tell them, we really are setting them up. So tell us a little bit about this ugly part for you. Yeah. The ugly part for me is um, just when you kind of think like you're done, you think you've, okay, I'm, I'm over that hurdle. Another hurdle shows up, you know, it might be in the form of you think that the people who are going to support you don't end up supporting you, right? The ugly can be that the people's true essence really come out that people, you know, especially in the world of cancer, it is traumatizing for everybody and not everybody's going to be able to handle it. Um, and, I had to go through a really dark period where I didn't know who I can turn to, who I can trust um, before I realized that I was strong enough to be able to handle it on my own. But I passed judgment on a lot of people. Um, I had some people do some really crappy things and it made me question my existence and my thoughts of like, how did I even have this person in my life? Mm. Um, to also then questioning myself of, you know, did I not do enough? Have I not honored myself enough? What more is there that I need to do? So I feel I'm in this constant churn all the time of like, is today going to be my last day? Like, is this it? Like, is this conversation going to be it? And then am I going to like pass out on the floor? Right. Um, I, I, I do have fear. Um, I don't think the fear ever goes away. And, you know, I was told over and over again, because the way that I had presented, because I had caught it so early, everybody kept telling me, Lori, you're fine. Stop worrying about it. You're good. Just go live your life. And I'm like, I like I had this feeling within me that I'm like, there's something not right. But they're like, you're fine. You're good. You're overreacting. You're stressing out. Everybody in my life is like, cut it out. Like, stop. Stop thinking about it. Stop, stop, stop. And, you know, I finally got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to just stop. And I literally just started really living, not worrying about anything and like not having that voice in the back of my head. And those of you who know what I mean, like that little voice that like you quiet and you live, but you wake up sometimes and it's still there. Um, And I really got, it, it was gone. (laughs) <laughs> and I let, I lived that way for probably about six months just to find out my cancer is back. And I was like, you, right. I want to add an expletive right here. Right. And I was just really angry. I still am kind of angry. Um, when I think about it and then I realized like, don't be angry. It's okay. We'll get through this. It'll be all right. Be joyful that you're still here because you could get hit by a bus tomorrow crossing the street. 
So the ugly for me is sometimes feeling like I haven't done enough, that who am I to go and tell these people to be joyful when I wake up sometimes like fearful, angry. Well, I, I'm not angry anymore. I'm more fearful is the word. Um, but then I'm like, you know what? If it's not me, I've gone through every stage that somebody could possibly be in. Then who else? And then once I shift that mindset for myself, um, I'm then able to be powerful again. But powerful doesn't always sustain. And I guess that was something that I never really recognized, right? Because when you're not dealing with something so serious, you don't really have to pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's like, it's okay to be powerful and sometimes have moments where of doubt and fear or whatever that looks like for you. It doesn't mean that you're not powerful. It just means that you're human. And I imagine that it's very traumatizing, right? From the very first diagnosis to, to each of the stages of, is this treatment working? Yes, it is, or no, it isn't. But like, you're always waiting for that other shoe to drop. And I can imagine mm -hmm. that's a very traumatic experience. Uh, and, and it's, it's not even an experience. It's a way of life, right? When you're yeah. dealing with a, a metastatic diagnosis. And so, um, yeah, and I have no advice for that. Like, there's just not even anything to say about that other than what you're doing, which is live every single day, right? Yeah. Uh, live for yourself, you be in control, you decide what it is you want to do. And, yeah. um, you know, you still have that control and you still get to make those decisions and you still have the chance to live every day that you wake up, you get to live the best life that you can live. Yeah. And it's a choice, right? So as you were talking, what came up for me was that, you know, I go through life. I choose to live my life. I want to live fully every day. I, I block out whatever it is I need to block out. I keep moving forward, push through it. And, you know, I have moments that sometimes stop me in my tracks still, right? So like, I'll be just being, I'll just be in the moment living and just being happy and joyful. And then somebody will be like, oh, what's that scar you got going on there? Like a stranger on the street the other day stopped me. And I was like, why do you got to remind me, right? Or like somebody will ask me, so Lori, you're on these treatments. How long are you on them for? And like, I have to tell them, well, I'm on them forever until they don't work anymore. And then they're going to find something else until they don't work anymore, right? And then like, other people bring me back to that, that place of fear a lot mm -hmm. of times. And I have to be the person to get myself back out of there. Because I think as humans, our curiosity is always going to have an impact. And sometimes that impact is not a good one. And I think that was like one of the things I really needed to recognize that uh, like, I needed to filter whatever they said and not be so combative with them when I wanted to maybe punch him in the face. Right. Because I'm like, why do you got to remind me? That's right. Can't we pretend this isn't real? Right? Yeah. Because sometimes they might be coming from a, a, a good place. I may not just be relating to it that way because you're now like, you know, taking this, I, I always live my life looking for beautiful beauty and everything, right? So if I'm like walking down our cute little main street here in town, I'm like, oh my God, how cute is this? And then somebody stops me and asks me a question like that. Like you're blowing my bubble up. You know what I mean? You're popping my bubble. What are you doing? And I just don't want to live like that, right? So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something we have to really be mindful of. 
Yes. Get in the bubble, right? Get in your yeah. own bubble and don't let anybody in. But I think that stands true for life in general. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't this situation, you know, people have no idea the impact that can be, you know, what negatively is what I'm going to refer to, but positively too, we have no idea the amount of impact we have on people. And we really need to be mindful about the conversations that we have, you know, Uh, and, and we need to ask permission. I really believe in places like this. We need to say like, Hey, is this something you want to talk about or not? Because Otherwise, we really can have the power to spiral people into a place that they don't want to be in. And we should not yeah. have that power over people. And so, my gosh, girl, you well, yeah. you are so invincible. And it's been <laughs> I'm so happy to have this conversation with you because you're so authentic and you really use your story to help encourage others. And I seriously couldn't love that more about mm-hmm. you. And I remember when I met you and we sat down together on the bus and you told me your story and I was in shock. I'm still in shock uh, for so many reasons, but um, I just, it, it just a joy to be able to have you here and to share this, this story, your story you. uh, with our listeners in hopes that you will have encouraged them. And I know that you have. Uh, you are you are just a warrior and I love the work that you're doing and um, just you're just living your best life. And that makes me so joyful. So as you spread the joy around, I honestly, it's just amazing. Well, I was thinking while you were talking that maybe mm-hmm. we should do something fun. So mm-hmm. are you up for a little hot seat? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I love hot seats, especially <laughs> times like this, um, because I think it's important that people get to know you even more and know more about you. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of fun questions. So what is, or I should say, where is your favorite vacation destination? Aruba. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Just like you're my sister here. <laughs> and what is your all time, if you could only pick one favorite meal? Oh, wow. This is a hard one. <laughs> I think, you know, there's so many, but my favorite meal, like there is nothing like an amazing pizza. Pizza is my, my go-to. I love it. I could eat it every day. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. What's your favorite flower? Oh, I love roses. Oh, so do I. Oh my gosh. You really are my twin. And (laughs) who's your favorite band? Right now, um, I have so many. I love music. I live through music. Um, But right now, who's resonating with me the most is One Republic. Ah, and what's your favorite genre? Oh, I love all of it. I love all music. <laughs> I really do. Um, I would have to say, you know, having lived in Nashville and, and it just had my heart, I would have to say country music. And if you could pick one favorite song, mm. what would that be? Right now, my favorite go-to song for when I need an uplift is I lived by one Republic. Oh, that's fabulous. And your favorite movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm, this is even harder. 
I have to say, ah, life is beautiful. Oh, that's like your favorite message too, girl. Yeah. Oh, life is beautiful. And your favorite color. I love, 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 love orange. And who's your favorite actor or actress? Oh, I'm a Matthew McConaughey fan all the way, all day because he's fun. He's cute. He's like real. So, you know, if going back to a movie, like if I had to pick a funny one, it's like how to lose a guy in 10 days. I could watch that over and over. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love him. Did you read his book? Have you read his book yet? Yes, it's oh, incredible. I know. Crazy stories, crazy stories. How about TV series? What's your favorite? So Ooh. I don't watch a lot of TV. We we barely have the TV on. But my guilty pleasure um, when I need to wind down is, right now is the uh, Great Baking Great Britain baking show, great British baking show. <laughs> it makes me fall asleep. So I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And tell us this, tell us what is the one book that has mm. had the most impact on you in your life? Oh my God. So this is like, I literally have stacks of books around my house. There's always one that I'm partially through, but the one that really got me along the way is The Alchemist. I love it. I love it. All right. And the last question, I want you to finish this sentence for me. Okay. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. The world would be a better place if people knew how to be patient. I love that. All right, guys, you heard it from Lori Marini herself. <laughs> she is absolutely invincible. One of my favorite people that I, I have in my life. And I just love the impact that she's making on the world. And I know that this conversation is going to impact you as well. So thanks so much for listening. And I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. Tell them, Lori. Yeah, don't stop. You deserve more than that. Strap up those boots and let's get moving. That's You're not it. alone. You're not alone. Get back up, girl. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.